the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Men with a Purpose. Men with a Purpose exists to encourage, equip, and empower Christian leaders by convening and featuring like-minded marketplace influencers in a non-threatening, generationally diverse atmosphere of fellowship. And now, here is today's host. Greetings, Southern Colorado, and welcome to another edition of the Men with a Purpose show. I hope that you are having an awesome weekend and a blessed summer. I'm your host, Dwight Johnson, Jr., We started the Men With a Purpose show to give our listeners in the Christian communities of Southern Colorado an opportunity to hear men's witnessing and testimonials, and quite frankly, a nice add-on to the monthly Men With a Purpose luncheon, usually held on the second Tuesdays of the month at the Boot Barn Hall off of Bass Pro Road, or Bass Pro Drive, rather, in the northern part of Colorado Springs. With the summer hiatus of the luncheon, we still continue with the program itself. Plus, we update info for the luncheon as we inch back to up to September when the luncheons will start again. As a matter of fact, our lineup for the rest of the year is out, and we'll be talking about that in the coming weeks, to, uh, and we'll talk about all four uh, for September, October, November, and December. September's speaker for Men with a Purpose will be Burl Kane, who runs Prison Seminaries Foundation in the southeast part of the United States and is the commissioner of the Mississippi Department of Corrections. Now, for more information on Burl Kane, go to our website at mwap.org. That's mwap.org. You will also see the October through December speakers for the Men with a Purpose Luncheon and all the info and also video from our past speakers. And uh, that it's quite a treat because it's definitely up to date. Today, my guest is Pastor Duke Crony, owner and coach of Personal Horsepower, LLC, an integrated approach to leadership and communication. Welcome, Pastor Duke. Thank you. Now, as you know, and we discussed this earlier, I always ask... Uh, my first question for the men and my guests that are here, how and when did you come to know the Lord Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior? Well, I was kind of a late arrival, Dwight, in that I had general knowledge of God, church, things like that, but never really believed the story. I always thought it was this mystery myth along with all the other religions out there. But in 2010, I could say that after chasing the dollar for most of my life, I was an accomplished millionaire. In that same year, a um, not-so-straight uh, partner uh, took the company down, and I lost everything. When I did, that was my all-in moment. So at 53 years old, 2010, I found myself starting over from scratch, losing my home and everything, and I dropped to my knees with, what is going on with this, God? And I clearly responded with um, hearing the Holy Spirit say, when are you going to trust me? And I thought, you know what? I had never really trusted the Word of God or that proposition. So in that moment, that day, I did that. So that was when I went, I'm going to say, all in. I gave that effort, the same as I did in my business experiences, um, to seeking God, His wisdom, His will, His purpose, and I've never looked back since. Well, I know you've been in Colorado Springs for a while, but you don't hail from here. You, you're uh, Washington? 
Yeah, for about 40 years, we lived in uh, uh, up in the Bellingham, Whatcom County area, about a couple hours north of Seattle. In Washington. Okay. Yep. And uh, you had several businesses up there? Well, I was a general contractor, also a business coach, as you mentioned earlier, with the LLC. And then I was a men's ministry pastor at a church and also ran a fellowship called Band of Brothers there and had a homeless ministry. So I did a lot of different things. Okay, and that was all before 2010 or once you became yeah. a pastor or did your Band of Brothers? That's, that was after you committed your That was after. Life. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So after you committed, basically you said goodbye to the other businesses and, and truly focused on what you're doing now. That's accurate, yes. So for 13 years, and, and I guess with the math and stuff, we know that you're in your 60s, and uh, you hail from Washington in that area, and now you're down here. And uh, so with being, a, I'll use late arrival and say, okay, in 2010, how did, uh, my second question has always been about family, so how did that affect your family? Oh, in, in ways that I could never have imagined, brother. Um, I didn't know and wasn't, I guess, fully aware that my wife's deepest desire would be that I would be a follower of Jesus Christ and that I would live a life that would glorify God. And that transition that I made impacted my family in a very profound way, Uh, so much so that, you know, as we love our children, uh, without any hesitation, we take a bullet for any one of them. But yet I wasn't being a very good father and example of that when it comes to being a man of God. So the impact of my family was profound, uh, was well-received, and I got a lot of support, especially from my wife, to uh, to walk that walk and stay steadfast in it. Now, was she hoping that something would come out because she had been closer to God than you were, or did no. you both come at the same time? No, I'm going to say, consistent with a lot of women, she had a greater faith and understanding than I did, because she would migrate towards that, even in church and stuff. But I was that um, check-the-box occupier. Um, you know, I I had an understanding of Jesus. He was my co-pilot. It wasn't like he dwelt with, within me. Um, I'm going to say kind of a mainstream, prideful, boastful sort of business guy. And what about your kids? How many kids do you have? I have three. Okay. A daughter, son, and a daughter. Um and they, uh, two of my children, are living out God's word uh, by my example. I'm going to say my influence. And my third has a an understanding, but still currently lives in the world. So we keep her in prayer. And are they in Colorado or back in Washington? Yep. No. Nope. All my family moved over here following us, except for the one uh, wayward child, and she lives in uh, the. Eastern Washington region. Oh, okay. I'm familiar yeah. with that. All right. Yeah. yeah, my daughter lives in Seattle and loves it. Okay. And as a matter of fact, she works for King County uh, for the government, so she she loves that. But uh, she's there and definitely know the Eastern Washington. So, uh, but they're in Colorado. The two are in Colorado Springs, or yeah. uh, you're yeah. living more out toward uh, Peyton Falcon. Falcon. Yeah. Okay. I needed a couple acres for the horses, horses? Okay. with a name like Duke, and I married a junior rodeo queen, and <laughs> sure. God had all that arranged in advance as well. All right, well, what you have going on with your family, with the two of them, and your wife is being very supportive, uh, you've incorporated that with your family, and you are uh, a Christian business leader, coach, and you've got some awesome stuff going on with a, a workbook. Yes. <clears throat> that really came from my business practice. That is, they say that if you steal a really good idea, they'll call you a thief. 
if you steal a lot of really good ideas, you're in research. <laughs> so in my business practice as a coach, I never pretended to be the sharpest knife in the drawer, but I would research to see who the home run hitters were and look to emulate that with whoever, whatever company I was coaching. Well, when I went all in, I kind of had that same perspective in that I started searching out those individuals, especially men, that I felt were living out God's word with all the hypocrisy and all those other things that you see. So that practice led me to really drilling down on the root problem of men failing, by and large, in being the leaders of their homes and their families. Yeah, we have a problem with that, don't we? We do. The statistics are alarming. And when I researched that and learned that, of course, we're fixers by our nature, right? That I thought, how do we fix this? What What's my role in this? How can I glorify God and contribute to his kingdom in a way knowing that works won't get me there, but he created us all, Dwight, for a purpose to be purposeful. And I felt that I was drawn to ministering to the man problem, if you will, which Pat Morley, Man in the Mirror, calls it the man problem. And that led me ultimately to developing a curriculum just in 2022 that ministered to that specifically in that I came up with a with my mentors and some others, a simple track to run on of how to disciple another man one-on-one, as Paul did Timothy, Barnabas, Silas, Titus, and the others. So have you found uh, uh, the men to mentor or to go over the workbook uh, of our age, or are you finding it easier to uh, mentor younger guys or even older guys? Well, there doesn't seem to be anything cast in stone. However, I will say that the more mature men, like you and I, are better equipped to train to equip others, which is Second Timothy 2.2. 2. So in the big picture, and from a business standpoint, my market, I'm going to say, that I teach men how to become disciple makers is that more mature age group of guys that I believe are more equipped. Now, not that there isn't younger men that are just on fire and they have good theology and they're doing a great job because they are. But that to answer that question, that's really my market. So when I disciple and teach men, it's usually that that age group of 40 and above. So this workbook, now, uh, you know, my dad has books, and he came out with, I, I believe it's his first one and his second one, where he does have a workbook, but it follows uh, the the book, The Transparent Leader, and the men that are in it. And the workbook specifically talks about the man, and, and some guys have used it in a Bible study and that type of thing, but yours is more purposeful that you can use it in group sessions or even in uh, smaller groups or even a one-on-one. Yeah, the easiest way to understand it, it's the difference between shooting with a shotgun or a rifle. Shotgun being general discipleship, such as the transparent leader that your dad did, and many others out there, our journey to sanctification is going to include a number of different avenues of discipleship. But when I dissected the Great Commission, Jesus didn't say, go therefore and disciple. He said, go therefore and make disciples. I saw a lot of addition out there, Dwight. I didn't see much reproduction. And so my focus is to take guys to that next level. Yes, we should all participate in general discipleship because that allows us to grow in our relationship with Jesus Christ and learn the character of God and what his purpose for us is. But at some point, Paul had to decide to do exactly what Jesus had taught him for three years, and that is go do what I did. 
And Paul says repeatedly throughout the scriptures, emulate me as I emulated Christ. Well, that means make disciple makers that you're able to equip faithful men to do the same. I saw a great deficiency in that, and I still do today. So over your 13 years that uh, you've been really on fire with this, um, do you have some classes that are going on that have like 10 to 12 men in a class? Or Yes, I, I started at the end of last year when I published formally published the training manual. It's called the Disciple Makers Field Training Manual. And I taught at a church in Pueblo. Actually, the pastor heard me here on this radio station talking about the publication. Oh, and he okay. contacted me. So I taught a group of men down there. And I charge a tuition and a fee for the training manual, but it's very, very affordable. Then I taught at Vista Grande here in the Springs, a group of their men to launch their men's ministry. Uh, And then I taught at Mountain Springs, a group of men there that also uh, launched some ministry efforts as well. And we're having a second one there. And I've just now contracted with uh, Christian Academy at their Westside campus to do some classes for their men and train them how to become disciple makers coming up in August. Oh, that's awesome. That's a blessing. Okay, so the the uh, the folks in Pueblo know you, and they know of you because they heard you were on this station or the Yeah, the, actually, the uh, I was doing a show with Eric Cartier. Oh, okay. And he was Crosswalk. interviewing me with Jeff Anderson okay. uh, about the training manual and the uniqueness in it and its application. And this pastor was listening to the radio, and he's like, that's what I need for my men here. And he contacted me, and it was a very successful program. You want to do a shout-out to him right now? Yeah, that would be Brian Kelson, senior pastor of Christ Church in West Pueblo. Wonderful guy, needed to launch his men, and this began a monthly men's fellowship that they didn't have before. And they used this manual as kind of a guide of how to bring other guys into that and how to disciple them to be disciple makers. Right on. All right. So it's successful in Pueblo. So if other folks are hearing this in Pueblo, then definitely how do they get a hold of you? Or anybody, for that matter, to get a hold of you? Well, there's the easiest way really is through Facebook. There's only one Duke crony with a black cowboy hat on Facebook. Otherwise, you can go to www.personalhorsepower.com, and you'll see my website and all my contact information there. One more time. www.personalhorsepower.com, and that will be my contact information, uh, easily seen on that website. Awesome. Thank you very much. Now, uh, when we went over this uh, sort of like a practice or a rehearsal, you had talked about um, taking your workbooks on the road, going to San Diego on an upcoming trip with my father, Dwight Johnson Sr. Yes, it's the Men with a Purpose, uh, I'm going to say chapter, if you will, in San Diego, and they were looking to reignite that ministry and add something to the already successful platform. And they wanted to really, I I think, exemplify the men with a purpose, purpose. And when they talked with your dad, he told them about the manual. And they said, this is what we're looking for. So in September, I'm going down and doing a presentation to a group of men there and training them on how to use the manual so they can use it down there with their men. Okay. Now, uh, background on that, Men With a Purpose was started 27 years ago by my father and my mom uh, in San Diego, and he had that going for 20 years, and then he moved here uh, after mom passed and and, uh, certainly found uh, my stepmom, Jeanette, and got married, and now they live here. And, of course, Men With a Purpose is in its eighth year here, but 28 overall. And uh, so this is awesome that it's expanding that way. And, and 
uh, more of a reignition, a relaunching down in San Diego. Yeah, my understanding is these guys that I'm going to go and speak to and teach uh, are were the pioneers of where your dad started, Men with a Purpose. And they're just looking to be reignited and re-energized and talking with them. They're very excited to have this tool available to them. Now, besides the Men with a Purpose um, opportunities that you have with the folks that are there, uh, I know you've been to the Men with a Purpose luncheons here. And have you have folks been able to connect the dots with you and your mentorship uh, on a on a single basis or on a small group or a, a large basis? Besides the ones that you've already talked about in terms of the the schools or the churches, both mostly individually. What I do, Dwight, is I really call guys out that I believe exemplify a mature Christian man, and they're not giving it away. And so I ask them, who are you discipling? Most men will respond with, well, I go to the Bible study, or I do this, or I do that. And I'm like, no, who's your Timothy? Who are you actually building into, as the Word says, and teaching them how to replicate that? And I'm going to say in 99.9% of the cases, these men are not doing that. Yet they are able, but no one has equipped them. And at the end of the day, Dwight, when you ask them why, they don't know how. They don't know where to start. They, they just don't have a track to run on. And of the ones that are out there, they're long and arduous programs, 10 months to two years. One of them is seven years before a guy is equipped to disciple another man to disciple another man. It's ridiculous. It sounds like a seminary thing. I can do it in 12 weeks to a mature Christian man and teach him the foundations of how we biblically navigate our lives and how to pass that on to another man. If we do not serve a God of confusion, this is not rocket science. But, you know, again, as a businessman, and we as men are fixers, when I first looked at this picture, I thought, we got to fix this. we got to do something. Now, I'll admit that it feels a little bit like I'm eating the elephant one bite at a time, but at least I'm eating the elephant. And enough guys take a bite or two, we're going to eat that elephant. That's what has been absent in our culture for years and years now. Well, we're all sinners, and men tend to, again, we've already stated that we fail. And, you know, it's, even if we are faithful, we're still going to fail. Uh, we try and lead good lives, we're still going to fail because we are sinners. And we're told that, and Jesus Christ is there to help with that, to help us gain that confidence to, if you give it all to Christ, then things are going to be a lot better. Yeah, and you're right. Fail is not a word that I tend to use a lot. It's mainly stumble. Stumble, okay. Yeah, because as Hebrews 10.26 says, is once you've received the knowledge of Jesus Christ and continue in your sin, your sins are forgiven no more. So it really defines the heart issue of Matthew 6.21, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also, kind of thing. So we really choose that in that arena. Well, when you're doing that, when you're doing your discipleship and your mentorship, um, people who, who want more success, they want to give it all to Jesus, they give it all to the Lord. Um, do you bring in a repent, repent, repent this, repent that, because we are sinners, uh, and it's not just a one-way highway. It's There's several lanes in which you can go on your way uh, to the ultimate, but, I mean, certainly repenting because we are sinners. I know there are steps. There's certainly steps. And and like you said, you got in here, uh, you're a late arrival. I still want to use that yeah, word. Yes. Uh, I was, I've been very blessed and fortunate that as a teenager, uh, I turned to God, accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. 
And so here I am at 61, so that is almost 50 years. Yeah, no, I'm going on about 13 years of being all in. Again, I had the knowledge. Had the knowledge. I'm going to say I was more of a fan of Jesus than a follower. And unfortunately, it seems that God gets our attention through some event, uh, and I'm going to say a life-changing event. Of many of the men that I've come to know, there's not that many that I'm going to say are mighty men of God that haven't been through some storm. And they came out the other end being uh, becoming weak so they could become strong, as Paul talks about. And that really was my story right there. I resisted. I resisted. I got this, right? That's us. And then when I didn't have it, and I lost everything, and I looked for the reason in that and the wisdom in that, that's when the Spirit spoke to me and revealed to me what it is that I could do to answer that question. And I set my sights on that. Now, we always, uh, sometimes, some of us want to go back in time and, and with the knowledge that we have now, go back in time and, and, again, try and fix things, try to be a little more perfect, try and do better in business. Would you want to do that or do you want to, you know? No, the, one, of the, one of the wonderful things about receiving Jesus Christ is you get a do-over. He wipes the slate clean. He doesn't say anywhere in Scripture to dwell on the past. Matter of fact, we are a new creation, reborn to go forward from there. So not that I don't have memory of those things of my past life. What they do is they give me contrast and reflection. And then I'm in a worshiping attitude of thankfulness that I'm not there anymore. And that God saw me worthy enough to put circumstances in my life in such a way that I was drawn to Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Uh, That's the greatest testimony anybody can have, I believe. Now, with that in mind... With you uh, being a horseman and having a property that has horses and going out and riding, is that part of your mentoring ship, uh, especially one-on-one or two-on-one type of thing? Go out and horse ride and and be at peace when you're riding and then have a nice discussion (laughs) and maybe stop under a tree and and pull out the Bible and have like a little little one-on-one or two-on-one or small group Bible study right there? No, no, I've never done that. What I have done, however, because we love to camp and ride, it's usually near the end of the day and we light up that campfire and we gather around the fire. And that's when guys will, if it's just men, will get transparent and will begin to get real. If there's others willing to share their testimonies of, I was like you or I was you, now I found this strength through the Holy Spirit in a relationship with Jesus Christ, and then it's encouraging. So those kinds of events have happened, but not nearly as much as I would love to. <laughs> is there an opportunity then as a as a Christian businessman, since you've been mentoring for a while, is are there some men that you've been uh, with for a while that they could come alongside you and then disciple other men or mentor other men and, and have it uh, not necessarily be a business, but like a, a an ongoing process of of you know, one goes to two, goes to four, goes to eight, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, absolutely. As a matter of fact, that when I disciple a man, it's with the understanding I'll invest in him if he's willing to invest in others. If he's in a season where that doesn't work for him, then maybe I come alongside him and help him through that season. But make no mistake, the Disciple Maker's Training Manual is meant to uh, very specifically shoot with a rifle teach you how to disciple another man with the expectation and understanding you're going to go do the same. Otherwise, I move on and I go to the next guy that's in a season to receive that and to teach others. 
Well, fantastic. We're going to be wrapping up here pretty quick. I've been getting the signal that we've got a couple minutes left, but definitely, how again do they get a hold of you? Go to www.personalhorsepower.com and you'll see my contact information. Again, personalhorsepower.com and you'll see Duke and all my contact information. All right. Well, that's awesome. And, you know, uh, I certainly want to hear about the San Diego trip. Uh, maybe get dad and you on here uh, for a segment and find out more about the relighting, uh, reignition of the uh, men with a purpose in, in San Diego. Because I know living out in California for 34 years, I re- very rare did I go down to San Diego for men with a purpose because he had it during the week. And, you know, uh, where I lo- where I was living with my family, it was two and a half hours on a good day. When the traffic was going your direction. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So it, it, San Diego to the middle of the desert, a lot, lot, lot going on. So uh, I appreciate you being here. And uh, anything else that uh, might be in your horizon? Only the continuing classes. And again, I'm just being diligent and doing what it is God has called me to do and encouraging other men to do the same. Fantastic. I appreciate it. Thanks for being here uh, on the Men with a Purpose show. And God bless you and your family and your endeavors. And I definitely want to see one of those workbooks now that it's, it's been published. So that's awesome. And, and continue to share your message and engage and mentor men in our community. Uh, I want to repeat that our speaker for September for Men with a Purpose is Burl Kane. And we'll have more information on that. Go to www.mwap.org mwap.org the men with a purpose website thanks for your time enjoy the rest of your weekend stay blessed and i'll be back next week with another men with a purpose show my guest will be zach sheehan of redemption squad ministry so long and god bless thanks for listening to men with a purpose men with a purpose colorado springs meets at a monthly luncheon with a featured speaker and messages that empower equip and encourage by the power of their testimony join us next time on men with a purpose For more information, go to MWAP.org. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.